My new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, is out. You can get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what Nicholas said on March 6th on Amazon. Incredibly incisive, useful, and sensible. The author is not greedy and is, in fact, extremely generous and does not hold back on the knowledge he imparts. I've barely made it halfway to the book, and I'm already gushing over the book because it's an absolute gem. Nathan gets to the point quick, shows proof, and best of all, shows you not just what to do, but how to do it in explicit detail. To say the book is actionable is an understatement. Now, you guys that listen to the podcast know I'm detail-oriented, so that review might not surprise you, but I hope you grab the book. It's now a Wall Street Journal instant national bestseller. Grab it at capitalistbook.com. Audible version is available too. Founded in 1989, uh, back in the day, now 150 people really working with small, even large brick and mortar locations with many different locations, 4,000 customers they serve today, ranging from kind of point of sale systems to vending machines to you name it, they're there. Doing about 30 million bucks run rate today. That's up from about 28 million a year ago. So about 10% year over year growth. Hoping to really grow that though over the next couple of years as he goes and really buys for a hundred million dollar run rate. Spending, you know, a quarter of first year ACV to bring on these customers, so call it 1700 bucks or so on a three-month payback with this team of 150 people between North Carolina, one in Canada, and other remote locations. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest-growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Pete Cato. He's an entrepreneur by nature and an executive in practice. He founded ECRS in his early 20s, in 1989 to be exact, with a simple vision that the microprocessor and software world would transform retail, allowing local and regional retailers to not only compete, but win against their national competitors. He believes great companies are built on one idea, one customer, and one employee at a time. Like a great oak tree, it takes time to build a company that lasts with deep roots and consistent driving purpose, and he's dedicated his career to building that kind of company. All right, Pete, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So what's the company you do specifically and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? We are a, we make software for, um, for health food stores, grocery stores, food cooperatives, pharmacies. We do everything from uh, single store operators to regional, uh, regional chains uh, use our products, but we specialize in complex retail environments, high volume, re- uh, complex retail environments. So we do point of sale, back end, EDI, supplier integration, um, you know, the, the automatic reorder. We do the entire, the entire stack. And, and what's your business model? How do you make money? We make money through, we sell licenses and we sell SaaS services that uh, kind of like an ecosystem. So our core product is a license. And then we have all types of, um, SaaS products that connect into it. Um, for instance, we have a loyalty system called Loyalty Bot, and that's a SaaS product. Just to be clear, though, these are these are ones that you own, or these are affiliate partners that you market. You know, yeah, we own our entire stack. Um, most of our products based on open source. Um, 
not all of it, most of it is, and um, in terms of uh, the tools that we use to build our system. So it's a, it's a, it's a, we own our own stack, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it's not really beholden to one, one, um, one of the major players out there. Yep. So, so give me a sample before we kind of learn more about your background. An average customer using you, what are they paying per month or per year? You know, uh, it's all over the place. I mean, we have small, uh, we do a lot of, we also do uh, vending uh, employee break rooms all over the country. And, you know, so those units, those systems are uh, where you'll, they'll buy the kiosk and they'll pay a hundred bucks a month uh, for the services, for the software and, and services. Um, so we have, you know, uh, a couple thousand of those. We have, um you know, retail grocers who buy licenses from us and pay us yearly support upgrades, as well as they sign up for a lot of our services that we offer. Um, so you know, our company, we have around 4,000 cu- customers. We generate around 30 million a year uh, and we're growing, you know, right now we're starting to really, we're sitting ready to have an explosive year coming up. So we're on our way to hundred million. That's great. And sorry, you cut out right when you said it. How many customers do you currently serve? 4,000? About 4,000. And we do about 30 million a year right now. And Yep, I got that. I got that part. The, the, the 30 million you're currently doing, is that all pure play SaaS revenue or is there any hardware sales or professional services built in? Yeah, there's professional services in there. There's hardware sales in there. But most, about 90% of it is um, software and software licenses and um and services. Okay, got yeah, it. Fast services. Yep, yeah, that's great. Um, so I want to put this on a timeline real quick. So founded in 1998, what was the first uh, product? 89. Oh, 80, 89, sorry, 1989. What was the first product out the door? Obviously, cloud wasn't big back then. No, <laughs> no it was a DOS product. And uh, we integrated um, cash registers to uh, backroom systems. We wrote the backroom systems. So that's where we came from. And so we were... The company was bootstrapped. I think we started with like seven thousand uh, dollars, and we just we just never stopped. We just still kept bootstrapped, everything. completely bootstrapped. Love that, Pete. That's good stuff. Where are you guys based? We're in a really neat place, Boone, North Carolina, which is becoming a tech a tech center. I mean, it's a it's right next to App, App, Appalachian State University, which has a world class computer computer science. Uh, uh, school and great analytics school, great design school. So, you know, uh, so we're based out of Boone, North Carolina, and um, um, which is a very unique place. It's a college town Got it. slash tourist town. And how, what's your team size today? And how many of them are based in, in headquarters there? We have about 150, we have 150 employees, 150 plus employees, uh, you know, probably, I don't know, we're adding someone every week, it seems now. Um, and I would say 80% of them are based in, in Boone. Then we got the rest spread all over the country, uh, also in Canada. Any particular function in Canada that is the reason you have them up there? No, I just have, I actually only have one person in Canada. Okay. <laughs> you just want to throw Canada some credit, huh? Yeah, I'll do Canada. I, <laughs> I have a lot of Canadian customers. All right, uh, there you go. There you go. Great customers. Okay, yeah. so so 1989, 150 folks today doing about you know on track for about a 30 million dollar run rate. About 90 percent of that is pure SaaS. What's growth look like? So about a year ago, what was your run rate? You know, our growth right now we kind of stagnated, uh, kind of like it was a build. Last two years have been a building, been building for us, and um, we're getting ready to bust out because we're we're kind of we're adding a lot more regional players, larger and larger players. 
uh, are coming to our, our product stack. So, uh, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been flat for us last two years, kind of like building years for us. Okay. So, so you're doing about, you're doing about 30 million in, in terms of run rate about a year ago as well. Uh, I think we're up this year. We're up like 10%. Okay. So maybe call it 20, yeah. 28 million, something like that. Yeah. We kind of do that over the year. We just, we'll, we'll flatten out for a few years and then we jump up 30% and flatten out again and jump up. Talk, talk, talk to me about churn that, you know, obviously a lot of small businesses go out of business. What's your churn today and how do you manage it? Well, my favorite saying, I think I, my favorite business saying I've ever heard was when Michael Dell, Dell said he, Require, he acquires one customer. He acquires his competitors one customer at a time, and that's kind of what we do. We really, really uh, work hard to keep our customers. Our, our, you know, we don't really have a, a noticeable attrition rate. Um, it's not, you know, because we're not a pure SaaS player. It's it, there's more involved when you put a system like ours in. It's more of a commitment. It's more of a community of customers. And, uh, so we just don't have high turn rate. Well, what, what is it? I mean, how low is it? So in a year, how, what percentage points off revenue might you lose? Well, we won't lose a customer. We might not resign for the support agreement. They'll probably continue to use the product. Um, so if we would probably lose two, 2% maybe 3%, not revenue, 2% of customers. I don't know what the revenue number is. It's insignificant. Well, I thought you said that they don't, that they don't typically can't, they just cancel the service agreement, but they keep using the product. So they you keep do, the and customer come, and then they'll come and they'll turn it back on. You know, someone might be having hard times or whatever it might be, but it's very rare for us to lose a customer. Yeah. So in that, in that case, that's 3% yeah. not customer churn. You still have the logo. What you're saying is you lose the service agreement maybe for a year. So that's revenue yeah. churn. Yeah. yeah. The revenue, like I say, it's, it's so small. It's, uh, on the dollar wise, it's very small. Uh, I don't know. I should know that, but I don't. No, that's okay. I, I mean, I was just, I was just curious. It's just, uh, it's just like not even on the, the radar. Really. So, so, so since, 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 I mean, a lot of people use churn to then back into lifetime value, which then helps them in a, like decide how aggressive they can be to acquire new customers. So since your churn is so low, how aggressive are you being to acquire a new customer? What do you pay to acquire them? We're, we're very picky on customers we bring on. Um, because uh, our product takes a commitment, and you're all, you are kind of joining a community of other uh, other customers, and um, and so are we. How, how much does it cost to bring a customer on? Um, it really depends on how big a deal it is. Um, so to sign yeah. someone up, you know, if you have 30 million in run rate today with 4,000 customers, each one on average pays 500 or 600 bucks a month. So to onboard that kind of customer, what would you pay to get that revenue? What would I pay for that revenue? We're probably our. I think our sales calls are probably running around twenty five percent. You know, to sign a customer up. Twenty five percent of what first year of ACV? The initial, the initial investment. Yeah, it's probably costing us about twenty five percent. And Pete, just to be clear, initial investment meaning what they pay you in the first year. Yeah, setting up, getting set up, and 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 buying the licenses and things like that. Yeah, it's probably around twenty five percent. Okay. So someone, if they're paying you 500 or 600 bucks a month, their first year kind of ACV is about six or seven grand. What you're saying is you're willing to spend about a quarter of that or, or 25% of that to acquire them. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So that'd be about 1700 bucks. And that puts your, you know, your bootstrap. So you have to have a tight payback period. It sounds like you get paid back on whatever you spend in what about three months? Well, I mean, our company's so capital efficient. We've been doing this for so long that, um, you know, we, uh, we, we are bootstrapped, but now we're, we're past we're way past the, the period where we, uh, 
we have to look at each and every customer and what it's going to cost to bring on board. Sure, but I mean, just to be clear, if you have a 12-month payback, right, and you and you scale really fast, you can yeah. end up in a big cash gap as a bootstrap company. Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah. so I mean, you're flat, so you haven't had to think about that, but as you scale, I mean, you might have to think about that. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, the companies, like I say, it's, when you say 25%, 25% of our, uh, it's cost us to board and that's a typical smaller customer, a larger customer would be much smaller to board, uh, cost wise. So, you know, it's, it's all over the board. You know, you can be dealing with a, a single store operator or you could be dealing with a massive, you know, you know massive chain of stores. Yeah, I get that. I mean, just to paint this picture clearly, you said you're about to explode with growth of this new regional strategy. I mean, if you add, I'm going to make this up. If you add a thousand new customers fairly quickly, and you're paying a grand or two grand to acquire them. That's like 1.7, almost 2 million in cash out of your door that you don't get back until three or four months. So that's what yeah, I'm saying is where growth can be, like sometimes it can hurt your cash significantly. Yeah, and I, and I would say our, that, that those numbers don't, don't affect us at all. That's nothing to us. That would be, that's not an issue for us at all. Um, we're more than, we can easily. Uh, yeah, sorry, hey, Pete, I'm not, what I'm saying though, at some level of growth, you have to figure out how to bring cash forward because you're bootstrapped. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure you have a ton of cash in the bank, but I could just multiply instead of a thousand new customers. Let's say you add 10,000 new customers and it's 17 million in cash out the door on day one. Yeah. We're not going to add 70, that many customers. Yeah. That's not going to, we don't have to add that many to get to hundred million. Yeah. Um, so, so what, what walk me through the growth plan. You say pretty confidently we're, we're going to hit a hundred million. When do you think you're going to hit it? And why are you so confident? I think it's going to be, it's going to take over the next five years. We will hit a hundred million. I think it's this, it's, we're just on that path to the, the customers that are coming on board, the momentum we have. Yeah, but Pete, where are you seeing that in the data? You said you're flat year over year. So what's going to change? Well, when we, a lot of the deals that we have coming, we already have, we're just building up to the, we're building up to the requirements to do a rollout. And so it's just the nature of our business that, um, you know, as you, is a lot of the business you, you book now, but you're not going to start rolling into to the in the next two years. Does that make sense? Sure. So you what you're like saying you're is you you have commitments. Yeah. You're saying you're you have commitments. In order and they roll out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just want to understand that though. You're saying you have commitments right now, almost like a purchase order in typical retail. You essentially have purchase orders for your product that you haven't collected cash for yet that you know are going to roll out over the next year. Yes, I, I see. Uh, starting in 2019, we we already we're already booking a lot of a lot of deals that start rolling out in 2019. That's great. Any any plans to raise capital or no? No, we are we we have no plans and act, actually we're going to we plan to convert to an ESOP. We are definitely a contradiction in the industry. I mean, we plan Sorry, to convert, convert convert to, to a what? ESOP, an employee shareholder program. Uh, we're basically we'll we'll basically um, you know, form an ESOP to for the ownership of the company. Right now, I own the company. I own 100% of it. and um, But we're going to be shifting to an ESOP over the next 24 months. Why? Well, I just feel like it's going to give the company the long-term uh, legs and needs to retain and commitment to our customer base. Uh, that's going to give us the extra push we need to even get more business. Uh, one of the big problems we have in our industry is the, the constant churn of these uh, service providers and software providers. And a lot of the retailers just want a, you know, they want a company they can count on because uh, these are massive investments and they pay off over many years. So they need uh, partners they can count on. They're going to be there. So we're trying to build a company that's going to be sustainable. And, um, 
over the long haul. So yeah, it's, so that's our next big move in terms of ownership. And that'll happen over the next 24 months. You get way less rich because of that though, correct? Well, you know, I, I mean, uh, to me, I've never been motivated by money. I'm, 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 I'm wealthy. Um, that's, and I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm not sure that's true though. Uh, then I'll be way less rich. I'm not sure that's true because I plan on participating. Well, how does it, I, I'm saying that so you can, to give you an opportunity to explain how it works. You currently have a hundred percent. What will you yes. have after? Uh, I think the first we'll, we'll move, we'll probably move to a 30% ownership where they'll have 30%. And so the, 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 the ESOP will own 30% of ECRS and uh, all the employees will, as we grow the value of the company together, uh, of course, their their shares will grow as well. Um, so it'll start at thirty percent, but it'll go further in the end. How does each employee know what percent they own of the thirty percent? It's a great a great uh, question. It's done by a third party. So ESOP is really it's a government it's a government support it's a government uh, plan basically for employees to benefit when the company um, increases in value. So as you meet the requirements of the ESOP as an employee, you'll gain so many shares of that of that foundation. And when your time comes to cash out, whatever the rules are, a third party values the company and the company must buy those shares back. Does that make sense? So it's a guarantee. It's almost like a secondary retirement plan or a secondary savings plan. Uh, but, you know, the more the employees invest in the company in terms of effort and time and, you know, efficiency and effectiveness, the more their, their shares are going to be worth. But it's um, all basically equal. I mean, many people would value developers more than I'm making this up a customer service rep and your world, easy. it'll all be equal. No, uh, it'll be valued on, on your salaries. So basically your salary levels. Uh, so everything kind of equals out, you know, in that regard. So everybody benefits, uh, particularly the younger folks that benefit in a big, big way. Um, you know, if we take ECRS from 30 million to hundred million, they're going to obviously, uh, they're going to, they're going to definitely benefit. It and makes sense to me while you're, why you're running with the hundred million line. That is your, that is your motivation stick. That is the way yes. to that is the rallying cry. That'll be the rallying cry. And, and we're in position to do it. We got, we just got a, we just got an incredible team and, uh, great customers. And so, yeah, it's, uh, and it's just an opportunity. So I, I think it's going to, it's going to be a win-win for everyone. Good. Pete. Everything let's, like let's wrap up here with the famous five quick one word answers. If you can, number one, what's your uh, last book you read? Last book I read was, um, 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 certain to win. Certain to win. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? A CEO I really like right now is Jack Stack. He wrote a book, uh, called, um, open, open books. Open book. It's a, he uses the. He came up with the open book management strategy. Basically, really fascinating guy. Number three. What's your favorite online tool for building the business? Right now, one of my favorite tools is Bamboo HR. I love that product. We just started. We just deployed it. It's good. Number well, number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I get around eight hours of sleep. <laughs> That's good. Pretty good. And what's your situation, Pete? Married, single, kids. I have two kids and I'm married, been married for 30 years. Wow. Congrats. And how old are you? I am 53. 53. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I wish I wouldn't have placed any kind of uh, limitations on myself when I was 23. 
Yep. No limitations. There you guys have it. Founded in 1989. Uh, back in the day, now 150 people really working with small, even large brick and mortar locations with many different locations. 4,000 customers they serve today, ranging from kind of point of sale systems to vending machines to you name it, they're there. Doing about 30 million bucks run rate today. That's up from about 28 million a year ago. So about 10% year over year growth. Hoping to really grow that though over the next couple of years as he goes and really buys for a $100 million run right spending you know a quarter of first year acv to bring on these customers so call it 1700 bucks or so in a three-month payback with this team of 150 people between north carolina one in canada and other remote locations pete thanks for taking us to the top thank you have a good one